You're listening WMNF Temper. The opinions presented on the Healthy Steps show are the evidence-based opinions of Dr. Fred Harvey, the callers, and his guests. These are not the opinions of the staff, the volunteers, or the board of WMNF. The information provided on the show is not intended to diagnose or treat any disease. There is no implied patient-physician relationship in these calls. The nature of the calls is educational and informational only. Hello and howdy-doody to you, my steadfast friends out there in the vast beyond, and welcome to the Healthy Steps Radio Show here on WMNF Tampa, the best darn station anywhere between 88 and 108 megahertz, and the only radio station that Forklift Mary in Oklahoma County, Florida, ever streams, and you can stream the Healthy Steps Radio Show as well at WMNF.org. Today is the Ask Me Anything Monday, and that is a well of possibilities. The whole kit and caboodle depends on your questions, comments, and concerns. So let's keep my favorite phone-answering megastar, Irene, busy this morning. Just give us a call at 813-239-9663, or you can send an email to dj at wmnf.org, or text us at 813 813- Four three three zero eight eight five. Good morning to you, Dr. Harvey. So we came on up a few nickels and dimes short last week for the pledge drive. I'm going to step aside here and talk to our listeners a bit. Hey, that's a pretty nice radio you got there. I'd hate to see anything happen to it. Maybe you could find your way to go to WMNF.org and tap on that orange Donate Now button and direct your pledge to H-A-N for the Healthy Steps Show. You'll sleep better tonight if you do. Believe you me. And with that out of the way, back what we've all gathered here for today. Ask Me Anything Monday. What have you got to get us started today, Dr. Fred? Well, I thank you for that intro, Bill. And yes, indeed, we didn't do too badly. We're a thousand short of the goal, but uh, I think we can make that up over this next week or two. And uh, I'm going to ask uh, folks, uh, I didn't see much in the way of um, any uh, engagement after the show last week when I asked you to send me some uh, requests for show topics. And uh, <clears throat> I'm going to say, hey, if you really want to do that, why don't you join us at 10 bucks a month? And when you do that, send in a request for a show topic. I'll be glad to work on one. Um, I think uh, 10 bucks a month is a pretty reasonable uh, number to become a member here and get your own show. So that, how about it? That's a darn fair and reasonable uh, suggestion. So anyway, today... I thought we'd just go into some uh, a little bit of news, some interesting things happening before we went on into the rest of the show. Um, I think that uh, it's really interesting to see what's happening with the uh, um, viral issues that circulate around us. Um, we have another variant uh, of, uh, or several actually, of the coronavirus uh, beta SARS-CoV-2 that seems to have been bothering us for several years. But it's interesting. I just saw an article about Novavax. You know, back in the early hours of this whole thing, Novavax appeared to be a very promising real vaccine. You know, they they made actually a protein in in the laboratory, and and they injected a protein, which is kind of what they do in every other vaccine, except for the uh, mRNA experiments <clears throat> that are similar to vaccines but aren't really. Um, the uh, Novavax 
uh, hasn't really updated its formula. So I just read an article that suggested it may have about 1% efficacy at this point against current variants. So it seems pointless to consider that old Novavax idea, unfortunately. Um, and uh, obviously the government's not throwing billions around to help people upgrade their systems any longer. So it's uh, it's become an issue. But, you know, ongoing, though, it's interesting that um, we still see the the government narrative uh, denying the existence of issues with the um, mRNA uh, shots, despite the fact that evidence is out there and published, actually, even though the national narrative may not agree with actually what's published. Um, Jan, uh, June of 2022, I just found this one, um, food and chemical toxicology, innate immune suppression by SARS-CoV-2 mRNA vaccinations, the role of G quadruplexes, exosomes and microRNAs. Lots of words there. But really what actually Dr. Peter McCullough, Stephanie Seneff, Greg Nye and Anthony Kiriakopoulos have actually said in their article is that what we have found is that there are numerous issues with these shots. One of the things is that immune cells take up vaccine nanoparticles. So the nanoparticles are the, the, the fat membranes that are kind of like holding the, uh, the, the shot together. Um, those are not something that we've actually had in our bodies before, and they're kind of unique, and they actually cause um, um, uh, things to hang around in the body. And, and they create these things called exosomes, and they contain spike protein, but they also contain something called critical microRNAs. These are like little mini pieces of mRNA that actually induce a signal in, in the body. So they actually create an inflammatory signal response um, all over the body and, and often the vascular system. And it appears that they have links to neurodegenerative disease. So the brain fog that occurs with uh, post-shot or post-COVID syndrome, because these same proteins are available in both. There's also found that... Um, it causes some myocarditis and some of the uh, um, um, uh, impaired DNA damage responses, a lot of different things. And in fact, there's even some DNA that it's shown up in some of these and possibly is uh, able to uh, get into your um, uh, genes. So th there are a lot of questions about it. And um, the thing is, uh, this also ignored um, by a, a quick brush off is that the Vaccine Adverse Event Response System, V-A-E-R-S, actually reports millions of responses to these shots that are at least 100 times more than the amount reported for flu shots. So there is a big discrepancy here that's not being discussed, and I think it still needs to be discussed. On the other side of the issue, though, is that uh, the fascist government of Florida was actually slapped by the courts because they were actually hiding data and they were finally actually held accountable. The um, Florida, um, uh, let's see, um, government accountability. Let's see, it's a watchdog. What are they called again? Um, um, let's see, Florida Center for Government Accountability, FCGA, I think, fcga.org or .com. Um, they actually, along with uh, uh, Carlos Smith, a uh, former representative, uh, got together and, and filed a lawsuit against these people. And um, uh, DeSantis's administration was forced to actually release the data that they hid um, for the last couple of years. And it, it's not looking good for them. But um, they, uh, they, they themselves argue that it's a sad that, that um, so much government resources have been wasted on these court things. Well, they had to pay the court costs.
because they did something wrong and they had to pay $300,000 in court costs. It doesn't make a lot of sense to be wasting our state money on frivolous uh, defense of uh, indefensible. <laughs> so um, I think uh, uh, wasting $300,000 to defend the indefensible was absolutely a typical uh, dumb government maneuver. So anyway, um, lots more we could discuss, but uh, I just want to remind everybody that this is an interactive show and this is healthy step show on wmnf 88.5 tampa absolutely and we do have jan and george in the wings there but i'm going to give on out the number so we can just fill on up the boards and make uh, irene today kind of busy in there she's great let's challenge her the number is 813-239-9663 or continue to send your emails to dj at wmnf.org or text us at 813-433-0885. This is the Ask Me Anything Monday edition of the Healthy Steps Radio Show, so it's up to you. Take it away. So, um, it sounds like we do have some people on the phone. Um, is Jan ready to speak? I believe that she is. Let's go on over and ask her. Good morning to you, Jan. Hello, Jan. Thank you so much. Yes. Hi there. Yes. Hi. Uh, just a question here. Uh, my granddaughter has POT, osteoorthotonic tachycardia syndrome. Yes. And it, it, it's a very, very serious thing for her. She's a, a going to college and in a dorm and the whole thing, and sometimes she just gets these horrible, horrible dizziness spells and has to go to bed. And we're trying to figure out if there's any solution to this. That's um, uh, interesting. I'm actually um, uh, doing a lot of work with that currently because uh, POTS, postural orthostatic uh, tachycardia syndrome, means that your blood pressure drops and your heart rate goes up when you stand up. This is an inappropriate response, uh, and it's because you have some um, autonomic nervous system imbalance. Autonomic is the part of the nervous system you don't really control. It's not your, you know, I think and I lift up my hand. It's the thing that controls blood pressure and digestion and all the other functions in the body. And that system is very tied in to the trauma system in your body. So if you've had trauma, be it biological trauma, like an infection or a mycotoxin, a mold exposure, a, um, uh, a, uh, um, chemical toxin like mercury, um, a trauma, uh, like a brain injury. All these things can set you up to have autonomic dysfunction. And uh, one description of it is called limbic system impairment. Limbic system is your emotional system. Your emotions are really important because when you emote, you actually affect your other systems as well because your entire nervous system listens to the molecules of emotion, your immune system does, and so does every cell in your body. And so um, one thing that comes up in many trauma cases that have this POTS is that they can actually work on stabilizing that inappropriate response that the nervous system has. And there are a couple of different programs out there that work on retraining the nervous system. Um, there's a guy named Ashok Gupta. He has something called the Gupta program. And there's a woman named Annie Hopper. And Annie Hopper has developed something called dynamic neural retraining system. 
Um, they have slightly different styles, but they do the same thing. And both are working internally on teaching you to de-escalate your own emotions through a, a bunch of different exercises that include some meditation and journaling and other things that help to step that down. And um, in, in addition, though, if the person is having ongoing trauma, like if they have a history of mold exposure and have uh, uh, mycotoxin illness, then when they are re-exposed to mycotoxins, they can actually perpetuate this problem. So you have to make sure that the dorm doesn't have mold in it if it was mold. Um, so I'm not sure what your um, uh, relative's problem actually uh, stems from, but it usually has a deep-rooted cause. Okay. How does that help, Jan? Well, yeah, the the mold. Yeah, that that that's a factor, uh, and that was from a newborn. They were living in a house and didn't realize oh. being young. Parents were young, didn't realize how bad the mold the mold was. And mm -hmm. I was there, and we pulled out a, a a dresser from the back of the uh, in the kids' bedroom, and yes. the whole back was was the whole wall was covered with mold behind that dresser. That and then that dresser was also covered with mold that you probably didn't see. Yes, yes. And, of course, they, they got out of the house and got a different house and all that. But anyway, yeah, that, I mean, would that stem, would that stem back to 20 years ago? She's 20 years yes. old now. Yes, it can. And there are tests you can do to see if you uh, have still mold toxins in you. Um, there's an estimate that over 50% of dwellings in uh, America actually have mold. And I actually am in the process of mold remediation at my house. I've been out of my house for three months and I went to look for a house because I know I won't be getting the, any remediation done at least until December or January because nobody can schedule because of the amount of damage from the hurricane. And so um, I'm going to be out of my house um, at least another year. And so I was looking for a place and I actually went right down the street and um, looked at a house that looked nice. It smelled good because all the windows were open. But actually, when I went in the air air, air handling closet, um, there was mold on the ceiling. There was um, mold around one of the um, uh, air conditioning events. You can see it looks like 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 dust, like black dust, like like soot coming out around the edges of the vent. It's an obvious mold problem. Uh, I walked into the uh, um, um, garage, which is under the house. It's an interesting Florida house that has an underneath garage and um, walked immediately back out because the entire garage was a mold trap and the ceiling of the garage had mold on it. And the realtor that was showing me the house was completely oblivious. There's a lot of people that don't know that this is a toxic structure. No one should actually rent this structure that I looked at yesterday. It's a poison building and you really have to pay attention to what's going on in your environment. Uh, wow. Is there any remedy? The, the the dorm she's in now is a newer building. It's been completely remodeled, and I don't know other other than that. Uh, is there any other solution other than removing the person from the mold? Um, well, that's the first solution. That's the you, you can't get well until you remove yourself from the source. And then there's a lot of remediation you do for your body too. One of the uh, main things that starts to help stabilize the system is a uh, 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 antioxidant called quercetin, Q U E R C E T I N. It's um, the red and red apples and red onions, and it's actually very good for stabilizing people that have this toxin in them. But there's so much more that needs to be done. Can you give me a list? 
Um, actually, uh, it's a bit different for every person, and the person should actually really get assessed if they're having this problem. But one of the things to do is DNRS and start some quercetin because quercetin is safe and effective for helping people um, get better. But charcoal and fiber and binders, and there's so many things out there. But I would get guidance from a good functional medicine doctor who's uh, actually versed in mold toxicity. Okay. Okay. Wow, that's that's that, that's very very helpful. Thank you so much. We're very worried about her. She's missing appointments and everything because she gets up and then she gets so dizzy she has to go back to bed. I know what you're talking about. It's, um, it's a real serious issue. It really is. Yeah. Okay. Well, Best thank wishes. you very much for your for your time. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And thank you there, Jan. I do have George still waiting patiently, and I'm hoping he'll endure as I give on out the number again. Give us a call for Ask Me Anything Monday here at WMNF Healthy Step Show. The number is 813-239-9663, or continue to send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you, George. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, that mold thing, oh boy, I've been there. Um, hey, Doc, I got Many. a two-part question. Two-part question yes, sir. for you. Um, what you got? I've got some stomach issues for a, a, for a long time now. I take pantoprazole, and um, what I think I've ruined my stomach from eating bowls of ice cream. Tell me what happens when you eat a bowl of ice cream before you go to bed. What's that do to your belly? Well, when you eat before bed, then you're actually setting yourself up for reflux, which is one reason many people take that pantoprazole. Um the other thing is that, um, you know, you're having food digest all night when you actually should be um, healing. You're actually in processing. You're actually, you know, using your liver energy to not rebuild, but to digest some food. So, again, wasting some uh, valuable resource time there for recovery. Um, so oh. most um, um, uh you know, the, the human uh, situation is we are diurnal, meaning we actually basically work and live and exist on the in the daytime and nighttime is not when we should be active so um you know there's a skewed thing about some of the way like the european attitude towards food is they'll start eating dinner at eight o'clock and finish at 11 yeah. o'clock don't go to work yeah, until 10 in the morning yeah. and it's weird yeah, that's, it's just that's not my, that's, human that's my that's my family yeah Yep. Yeah. No, they finish. Uh, most people should finish eating by um, the time the sun goes down. <clears throat> hey, I got, hey um, I, my stomach has been so bad this week. I lost like eight pounds. Um, I'm on my way to the food patch. Uh, what kind of um, I, I want to get something to drink in the morning that can put my weight back on because um, I'm not hungry in the morning. So I need to I really need to get my weight going. And so what's um, what's a good protein drink? Does protein have a uh, gain weight or what's the or weight? I think you need to, I think you need to reorient what you're thinking there. There's no reason to try to gain weight. Um, I think what you need to do is to try and fix your diet so your stomach isn't a problem. So people that have lots of stomach problems often react to histamine related foods. So look for online a low histamine diet a low histamine food diet. That would mean avoiding things that are fermented, um, such as pickles and and basically every condiment has vinegar in it. Um, you want to avoid aged cheeses and tomatoes and avocados and strawberries. And you want to uh, eat things that are, uh, you know, lower in histamine, like some other berries, like 
blueberries. Um, well, the, I, um, I, eat lots of, I eat lots of blueberries. I'm going to have to go online and get a list and write it all down. Yeah. I can't remember this. Yeah, and another okay. thing that's really helpful is um, to look at the antihistamine, uh, famotidine. Uh, antihistamines work better for, for much of the reflux and irritation and stomach problems than pantoprazole. Pantoprazole is only supposed to be used for about six months because it's actually to heal an ulcer. It's never been designed for chronic use. Doctors that prescribe it for chronic use are confused and they should really actually help the patient figure out why they have a problem rather than covering up a symptom that's killing them. So say it again. What's the name of that? Famotidine? Is that what it asks? No, F A M like Frank Fred, yeah. Oh, F A M O T I D I N E. It's also known as Pepsid, but I would never use Pepsid because Pepsid has poison on it. Pepsid is encased in a like blue capsule or a blue tablet, so that dye is poison. Um, so I like to look for yeah. dye-free medications. Yeah. So a generic famotidine you can probably find without dye on it. Yeah. So Doc, I can't. So the um, the morning uh, protein shakes. That's not really a good idea. I think you need to actually rethink your diet. You lost weight okay, because you're sick. Why don't you actually look at actually reorienting the diet and see if your weight comes back on naturally rather than trying to find a protein shake when you're actually still having stomach problems? I know, I know, because we're Americans. We want to do things the easy way and not not uh, do the homework. No, and do it no, Americans, way. actually, Americans want to do it the hard way because they want to ignore the problem and then take a pill to hide the problem, and then they'll get sicker, and then it's harder later. That's well, the American way. Right, right. They think, they it's, think easy, it's, it's easy. Not. That's a delusion. <laughs> right. right. Thank you. All right. Bye, guys. Have a great day. All right. It's gone dark in here again, so let me give on out the number. It's 813-239-9663, and we're inviting you to participate in the Ask Me Anything Monday of the Healthy Steps radio show here on WMNF. And you can also continue to send your emails to dj at wmnf.org. So come on now, let's keep Irene busy. Back to you, doctor. Well, thank you. Well, I've got uh, one email so far. And um, Michelle asks, is there any way to get the vaccine out of your body or is there any way to combat the potential side effects? Well, um, let's first uh, talk about uh, what you want to get out of the body. Uh, do you want to get an MRA, mRNA genetic experiment out of your body or do you want to get a real vaccine out of your body? Um, the answer to both is no. <clears throat> However, the toxins that are present in the mRNA can be um, reduced and eliminated um, using um, a bunch of different things. So again, quercetin stabilizes the system. Uh, Tolovid um, is a uh, um, antiviral. Uh, from um, Israel. It's a botanical supplement that actually, uh, when you take it for five days, T-O-L-L-O-V-I-D, um, it reduces viral counts and it seems to have an effect on the chronicity of uh, long COVID and um, post-COVID vaccine syndrome. Um, enzymes. Enzymes chew up proteins. COVID spike protein is a protein. So protease, enzymes, proteolytic enzymes like Wobenzyme or proteozyme, they're very good for actually reducing inflammation and cleaning up the body from extra debris. I have people take that around surgery too because during surgery, you have all kinds of extra proteins circulating um, in the system that are related to the inflammation from the trauma of the surgery. And the taking of proteolytic 
uh, enzymes really helps to actually clean that up and help the system improve a bit faster. <clears throat> and then when you um, uh, do anything to help support um, your uh, general immune system and general metabolism, it's going to help the systems that clear problems. So you want to get, um, you know, your normal uh, two or three liters of water a day. You want to get lots of uh, vegetables and fruits. So somewhere between five and eight servings of fruits and vegetables a day to get that rainbow effect because those rainbow colors actually help your liver detoxify things. And you might want to take some <clears throat> extra uh, B vitamins, especially methylated B vitamins like methylfolate and methylcobalamin B12. It helps to actually eliminate some of these um, um uh, toxins through the natural processing in the liver. And then um, uh, I don't believe there's such thing as side effects. I think we should all stop using that euphemism created by pharmaceutical companies to get us to take poisons. They are not side effects because a chemical has multiple effects. And even though the developer of the chemical wants you to think that this is a blood pressure medicine, no, it's not. It's a chemical that affects certain functions in your body. And when you affect the functions, you will see symptoms in different areas. So they are actually, when they're symptoms you don't want, let's call them adverse effects. Adverse effects, because we don't want them. Beneficial effects are the other ones. So side effects aren't really a good way of understanding this. So all medications have potential adverse effects. And so the adverse effects of these shots can be neutralized with the same things that actually help to eliminate some of the proteins and other things in there. So uh, another thing that I really like to take is a homeopathic remedy called drainage. And uh, the uh, uh, homeopathic remedy drainage tells your body to dump the toxins in your body. It's just an energetic signal to get rid of it. It is not like doing a cleanse where you poop your brains out with some sort of fiber thing. No, this is just a, a couple of drops of a medication. And this medication tells your body to get rid of this stuff that's not wanted. And the best part about homeopathic medications is they do not interact with each other and they do not interact with other medications of the biologic or a biochemical variety. So uh, there's a lot you can do, and I would recommend that anybody who thinks they're having uh, uh, vaccine adverse events should contact a good functional medicine doctor. I think we have someone on the line. We absolutely do. I've got Vinny from Dunedin there, and I still want to challenge Irene. She is the greatest, so <laughs> let's let's let her prove it. Give us a call at 813-239-9663. This is Ask Me Anything Monday. So the show is waiting for you to ask. Also send emails to dj at wmnf.org. Good morning to you there, Vinny. Good morning, Dr. Fred. Hello, Vinny. How are you? I'm great. How are you today? Good, thank you. Good, thank you. Um, I have a question, uh, but first I'd like to say that as soon as I stabilize my diet, uh, my... Um, my acid reflux stopped, and uh, so just in reference to that previous caller, I, um, at any rate, uh, that's just me. Uh, I Thank do you. have a question, though. Yeah, yeah, you're welcome. I have a question about um, uh, because of this incredible station and your incredible show and that of your predecessor, I, I've learned so many things that I'm so grateful for. One of the things is specifically, uh, I believe his name is Bradenson's work uh, ending Alzheimer's. 
and um, it talks about uh, cognitive decline and um, um, reversing cognitive decline, and in some cases, right. actually reversing Alzheimer's. And um, I'm very, very interested in that. My sister was diagnosed, and uh, and that's and that happened like the day I was listening to you guys talk about it. So I got the book, and then I got the program. And I'm just wondering about the testing for that. Now, there's there's a testing for a certain um, APO4 or whatever it is. What is that yes. called? A hormone or a chromosome? That's a gene. A gene, okay. So testing for the gene, and then there's other testings involved as well. And um, I'm wondering, how do I get those tests done? Are any of them covered by my uh, Medicare and Medicare supplement? Can I get a, a block of them done and then have a specialist prescribe the others? Or how, how does one get going on that? Because um, I, I really want to find out about myself, uh, my, my wife, and, and particularly my sister. Brilliant, Vinny. I love proactive uh, approaches. And uh, Dr. Bredesen's Recode, Reversing Cognitive Decline program, actually gives some tools, tips, and direction on how to actually be proactive to help prevent dementia in you, your family. And the APOE gene is a um, um, very interesting gene. It's actually associated with the uh, carrying of cholesterol. And um, people with um, the APOE4 um, variety, there's actually three iterations of the gene, APOE2, 3, and 4. APOE2 has actually benefit and very low risk for heart disease and Alzheimer's disease. Uh, APOE3 is kind of average, and then APOE4 increases your risk. And if you have two copies of it, one from mom, one from dad, of the APOE4, your risk of early Alzheimer's um, before age 60 is very high and uh, after age 70 uh, is almost certain, unfortunately, unless you do something to prevent it. Now, the other tests are ones that look at the rest of your metabolism because one gene alone doesn't consign you to a problem. And that's what people need to understand about having genetic risk. The BRCA gene for breast cancer doesn't assure that you're going to get breast cancer. Um, you can actually do a lot of prevention when you have that. Same thing for APOE4. You need to work on a lot of different things. And if you have APOE4, which is not covered by Medicare and most insurances because it's a genetic test, and it, you have to remember that genetic tests, when looked at, um, really, they're not actually an illness. They're actually your blueprint. And so all of our insurance is not health insurance. All of our insurance, as I've said before, is illness insurance. And the reason I say that is that the insurance is designed to cover the economic loss from illness. That's it. And so you can't expect Medicare, which covers illness loss, to cover a proactive looking genetic test to see about something that might happen in the future that hasn't yet. And so, no, they're not covered, but they're actually coming down in price pretty nicely. I think you can probably get one for under $100 at this point. But um, there are other tests that you need to do, looking at inflammation, looking at toxicity, because the genetic predisposition is only the blueprint. If you avoid mercury and high, high uh, pesticides and, and mycotoxins and stress and have good diet and all these other things, you might not ever get Alzheimer's. 
So you need a good functional medicine doctor or someone who is actually trained like I am and many other functional doctors in the recode protocol so that we understand what to look for because Western medicine is only going to treat you once it's developed. And guess what? Western medicine has no treatment for Alzheimer's disease whatsoever. There are none. They may tell you they have something, but none of them actually work. How's that, Vinny? That is, um, that is exactly what I wanted to hear. I, I, you know, you talked about mold and mold remediation, and uh, those mycotoxins can absolutely affect that cognitive decline as well. Am I right? Absolutely. They cause brain fog. They cause neurologic dysfunction. Um, in fact, I think I lost both of my cats because I was living in the mold house for five years, and both of them died of tumors after we moved in there. Oh, my God. Yes, well, I can't thank you enough, as always, for the incredible information you uh, you you help us all learn. And uh, thanks, Doctor Fred. I appreciate your time and, and the information. You're so welcome, Vinny. Have a great day. You too. Bye bye. Yes, and that did do it. We lit up the boards a little bit. I've got uh, Gwendolyn from Tampa and others. So let's go to Gwendolyn. Good morning, Gwendolyn. Good morning, uh, Doctor Fred. Is there an iron, t iron tablet that I could uh, take with a stool softener because I can't take iron, I can't take magnesium, I can't take calcium. Why can't you stuff. take magnesium? Pardon? Why Why can't you take magnesium? It, it constipates me. Oh, then you're taking something that isn't magnesium because almost everyone gets uh, loose stools from magnesium. Have you ever tried milk of magnesia? Uh, it makes me so sick when I take it. It makes me like I want to upchuck. I want to throw up when I take okay. it. Okay. Well, yeah, you don't want to take that much of it. But there are other magnesiums that actually are uh, actually helpful with uh, having uh, a good bowel movement. And magnesium citrate is one of those. Magnesium carbonate is another. And they're usually magnesium pretty well citrate. absorbed. It's magnesium citrate. Citrate. Yes. Oh, okay. Is that something like a powder you mix in a drink? They actually, it does come in a powder and it comes in capsules as well for people that don't like to take uh, the powder. And then um, um, okay. the uh, iron. Iron actually is usually constipating. Most iron is uh, in the form of ferrous sulfate. Uh, that is that is very binding. But um, there is something called iron glycinate, G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E. That usually is only about a 17 or 20 milligram tablet or capsule, and it's very well absorbed. Um, it doesn't usually cause much constipation because the dose of the iron is so low, but it's so well absorbed. If you take one of those small iron glycinate tablets with a vitamin C, you will have much better absorption and you will probably not get um, constipation. And if you take it with some magnesium citrate, that will actually help with the constipation as well. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, now, this, would it, my, my blood is low. And my primary yes. care, that's why she wants me to take these iron tablets. Okay. I, I can't. Right. Okay. So that's why I suggested something different than the binding iron tablets. Okay. I, I need to get a pen and write that down, okay? Please. Yes, and you can listen to the pen. show again, too. I hope that gives you some help. And um, I'll, I'll spell it now for when okay. you take it offline. I-R-O-N-G-L-Y-C-I-N-A-T-E. <sighs> take care, Gwendolyn. Have a lovely week. Thanks. Thank you. Uh-huh.
All righty, and I think we've got um, Chris here from Lakeland. Good morning, Chris. Oh, good morning. This is Chris in Clearwater. Hi, Chris. Hi, good morning, uh, Doctor. Did you happen to uh, have a chance to get my email that I just sent? Uh, responding yeah, to I see there's a bunch of articles on here, yes. Okay, great. Uh, yeah, if, if um, anyone would like uh, to check out what Dr. McCullough, uh, Dr. Peter McCullough has uh, come up with, it's similar to what you're talking about, to the prote uh, proteolytic enzymes to dissolve the synthetic genetic spike protein. Um, He's uh, come up with a base spike detox regimen and uh, includes uh, bromelain, uh, proteolytic enzyme, and natokinase, which you've mentioned, uh, also has uh, nanocurcumin. Um, and he's had a, a, there's a study that he's participated in and it's not yet peer-reviewed on his um, uh, substack, petermcculloughmd.substack.com. Um, yes. If anyone wants me to send this email, uh, you can just email me at liberationstation at protonmail.com. And I wanted to know, Doctor, what you thought about the list of, um, I know it's too much probably to review on the air, but uh, the list of these uh, clinical studies that, that test that, uh, to check for injury from uh, the mRNA COVID shots. Um, and uh, I'm just, uh, I'm kind of shocked that the, the, the uh, I'm very shocked that the studies by uh Kevin McKernan showing that not just RNA, but also DNA contamination in these. Yes, shots. these are real. Uh, this is all really very real. And that's why I mentioned it, because there's so much information out there. And uh, I really appreciate that you actually talk about this on your show as well. Um, it's, it, we really need to get the information out because the uh, uh, the problem that I see currently is that um, uh, we have a very um, 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 negative um, um uh, environment for nuanced discussion. And I find that really disgusting when it comes to uh, medicine, healthcare, and professionalism, because the uh, professional academics that have challenged the narrative are being shut down and being called dissemination or uh, uh, disinformation disseminators. When in actuality, they're actually showing published data that, that disagrees with the narrative, which is really a major, major problem um, because we need nuanced discussion because science isn't fact. Science is nuanced information that constantly changes. And we scientists need to be able to adapt our understanding of reality to the moving information load that keeps coming out about all these things. And that's one problem I see with the uh, establishment medicine. They have one channel and they refuse to change the channel. And there are many other channels out here that actually challenge their ridiculous narrative. And I thank you, Chris, for bringing it up again. And I hope you have a great week. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. You know, just, just three points of, uh, since you brought up uh, disinformation, the three huge points of disinformation coming from the spokespeople and government, uh, uh, contrary to the you know emergency use authorization approval that uh, shows that they never tested for infection or transmission. They were never designed to prevent infection or transmission; just prevent uh, right and, the deaths. And, and the, the, the current one, the, the real big problem currently is that the uh, current um, um, iteration of this uh, mRNA experiment has been tested on like twelve lab rats. And it doesn't really have clinical evidence that it actually helps with the current variant. So thanks, Chris. Have a great week. Well, and for a second there, I thought I had Dorothy, but um, I've got um, 
give out the phone number again. Let's uh, put the challenge to Irene. I keep saying that she's the angel in the cockpit there. So give us a call at 813-239-9663 or continue sending your emails to dj at wmnf.org. And back to you, Dr. Harvey. Thank you. Um, I just read an article um, uh, yesterday in the Washington Post um, that was very interesting. Um, it's called uh, entitled "What's Normal for the Body and Brain as We Age." Um, it's it's referring to a um, uh, discussion that um, uh, the author had with uh, another author, uh, a Dr. Leipzig, Dr. Uh, Roseanne Leipzig. Uh, she's um, um, an MD, PhD, and um, she wrote a book called Honest Aging, An Insider's Guide to the Second Half of Life. Um, and uh, it's really uh, it's really basic. It's like she wants to drill down to things that um, th- there are predictable changes that occur when we age, um, and some are less predictable. But so she mentions that Older people often present with different symptoms than younger people when they become ill. Yes, the the nursing home resident who gets a urinary infection may show up with confusion and dementia rather than um, or a delusion and, and delirium rather than with a uh, a bladder pain. Um, the uh, pneumonia may cause a lack of appetite, or a heart attack may cause shorter breath rather than chest pain. And um, medication reactions are different because of changes in body composition. You know, sarcopenia, loss of uh, body muscle mass, changes the distribution of medication in the body. It also uh, does the same kind of thing with alcohol. And older people have less energy reserves because they lose muscle mass. They lose um, uh, um, efficiency in their organs uh, because... Uh, over time, toxins do build up. Cognition can slow. You know, as we get hardening of the arteries in, in the brain, actually, that's one of the reasons people get dementia. Vascular dementia is real. And I've watched chelation therapy reverse vascular dementia. And I've watched watched uh, detoxification reverse toxic-associated dementia. Um, but all these things can be understood and kept in somewhat check as long as we continue to uh, pay attention to what's happening in our our daily lives. And, you know, I think some easy things uh, really can happen. Just be physically active, uh, drink liquids even if you're not thirsty, and do balance and resistance exercises. So important. I think we have some people on the phone. We got a lineup and only about 13 more minutes. So let's go to Thomas in Bradenton. Good morning, Thomas. Uh, Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Fred. Hi there. Hi there. Um, I have type 2 diabetes, and I've been reading online about these ladies uh, and the Shark Tank who have this CBD gummy that reverses diabetes. Have you heard about that, or what do you think about that? Um, hey, Tommy Chong has some of those, too. He advertises yeah. them on Instagram all the time. Hype yeah. is hype. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So that's Yeah, I think the best thing... The best thing you can do, Thomas, uh, for type 2 diabetes is, one, exercise 30 minutes a day. You bet. It is number one. And two, um, an intermittent fasting diet is excellent. Yes. Yes. I've had, uh, I did a 10-day fast to get rid of uh, psoriasis about 20 years ago. 
uh, Dr. Pablo Arola, which was a great diet, and uh, that worked like a champ. Excellent. All right. So, yes, I think, uh, you know, eating between 10 a.m. and 6 p.m. and keeping the carbs down and exercising daily, that's going to change a lot for you. But make sure you get to support the system. Magnesium and a little bit of vanadium and chromium. Get some good B vitamins, some uh, fat-soluble vitamins, uh, D, E, A, and K, and also get your fish oil. And I think you will see stabilization of the sugar. Okay, very good. And uh, keep taking the metformin, do you think? Um, yes, but you know, something I use, um, something called alpha lipoic acid in a time release form, a 600 milligram alpha lipoic acid called ALA max. And that one twice a day, 1200 milligrams acts like metformin. And it actually doesn't have any adverse consequences except for possibly heartburn. So you want to take it with a meal, uh, okay. at the beginning of the meal. So it goes down, but, um, the uh, main thing is it actually enhances liver function and kidney function rather than like metformin. It might actually damage them. Thank you for that advice. I had some questions about that. So very good, doctor. Thank you for your advice today. So welcome. Thank you there, Thomas. And let's go to Patrick in Valrico. Good morning, Patrick. Hey, good morning. Uh, Dr. Fred, always, always a joy. Uh, great, great topics to, as usual every day. Uh, two follow-ups. Uh, first on the uh, mRNA uh, COVID vaccine is yes. the risk of taking it uh, or excuse me, does the advantage of it or the reward of it outweigh the risks in your opinion? Well, I think it does for people who have risk groups. Um, I'm not sure what it does now since we've um, you know gone beyond those uh, the the variants that the uh, shot actually covers uh, since the current shot doesn't cover the current variants. So right. it's it, and since we don't have large clinical trials on humans, we don't know what it's doing. This is opinion from the people producing it that it's going to work. So it's like, I'm not sure I want to take a potentially toxic medication based on opinion without scientific evidence backing it up. Okay. Well, I'm, you know, I'm 75 and I've taken uh, all of the recommended shots. including the No, then you're probably well protected uh, about as well as you can be. Any, uh, yeah, I've never had any issues, but then, you know, there's, there's just so many different opinions. But I'll uh, I'll stay on the side of the, the medical experts. And the last thing is, most yes, which 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 medical that. experts is the question you'll stay on the side of? <laughs> <laughs> the uh, ones that are paid by Big Pharma to tell you stories. <laughs> I guess you them, huh? <laughs> yes. Anyway, that that was actually come back. Thank you. Uh, also, the. Uh, mold that you had lived with for five years How, is there, was there something that you did to detect it or or uh, or what do you um, uh, the thing that the the, the thing that happened was i had i had a water event um uh-huh. a a a problem with my shower and water went into several rooms around there when that occurred uh-huh. i realized that this is a 70 year old house and that leak that went under that uh shower pan probably is not new and so i immediately tested my uh, HEPA filter in my bedroom and my body and found I had mold toxins in my uh, house and in my body that matched. And that was not found in that bathroom. So then we had to actually go to the next level of mold inspection um, and um, spent a, quite a bit more money to find it. But I found it and it's behind a bathroom, behind a wall in the dining room where the air handler is. Wow. It's in the air handling system. But you have to get a goal, good mold inspection because I can tell you that a mold pros doesn't do that. They miss the mold. 
and I had to get another company to come in and find the mold. Wow. Uh, is there an odor? Was there, a there was no odor. Um, but wow. since I've been out, um, it's actually gotten worse because um, this summer was one of the worst summers, and I found out through the mold inspector that my air conditioning repairman lied to me. He didn't inspect the ductwork in the attic, apparently because the uh, ductwork in the attic is uh, gapped and leaking cold air into the attic, which is why I couldn't cool the house, which is why I ended up with a continuing and worsening mold problem. So the air, the AC is a real issue here. Gotcha. Thanks for that. And uh, you have a wonderful day and appreciate all the uh, valuable information. You're welcome, Patrick. Have a great day. Okie dokie, we're down to the lightning round, about seven more minutes, and I've got uh, Patricia from St. Pete on the line. Good morning, Patricia. Hi, hopefully you can hear me. Um, yeah, I have a question because I had a, I have a recently diagnosed allergy, which is alpha-gal allergy. Uh, yes. After tick, uh, tick bite. Yes. Yeah. Uh, most physicians seem to be unaware of, uh, found out the hard way. Yes, yeah, only only some of us who actually pay attention to higher level, very esoteric stuff are actually getting this one. You're allergic to meat now. Exactly. Mammal meat. And then yep. there was a question of, you know, uh, 10% of people can also be allergic to dairy. Uh, I'm trying to get another repeat test of my, uh, you know, uh, antibody levels that break out the meat, but wanted to get some of your insights, but because I was still fatigued and having problems, it was suggested to me to also quit dairy at least for a while to let my body settle down and see. Uh, but I wanted to get any insight from you on how you handle that kind of condition and, you know, do you... What you've been told makes sense. I would say get... Uh, it makes sense to get rid of the dairy too, but here's another question: Who's treating your Lyme disease? Um, well, everything has been negative for Lyme disease. Oh, really? And so you've had um, one of yeah, the advanced yeah. um, you've had one of the advanced tick tests, like uh, one from um, Igenix Lab or Vibrant America, um, to look for no. the. <laughs> you just had it done by your regular doctor at LabCorp Request. By LabCorp Request, yeah. Oh, then, so then you have no idea. You have no idea that that LabCorp and Quest do not test for Lyme. Okay. <laughs> they pretend okay. to test for Lyme. So you need to actually yeah. see a doctor who does a real Lyme test. Who can because, do that? Well, most I functional medicine doctors are aware. Um, ILADS, I-L-A-D-S, is the International Lyme and Associated Disease uh, Society. They have a whole list of doctors. Uh, anybody who does functional medicine either is familiar with or knows somebody who does actually do this. Uh, we're, we all have access to the esoteric testing. So, um, yeah, check out ifm.org, functionalmedicineflorida.com. Uh, um, there's lots of places you can access us. Okay. Okay, I will but, try that because there had been, you know, I was told to try the universities and the doctor there that was an allergist familiar with it is no longer at USF. And so, yeah, but it's the, it's not the allergy you have to worry about. The allergy is not your biggest issue. The, the, the ongoing probable uh, tick infestation or the, the bacterial infestation from the tick is, is more likely causing your problems. So you need to find out what, how, how to get your immune system back under control. It's not necessarily allergy. This is actually a tick bite associated problem. Okay. 
Okay. So you're saying the uh, alpha-gal isn't so much a problem as other things from the tick? Well, let's say alpha-gal is a symptom of the problem called a tick bite infection. Right. So the, you have to go deeper, get to the source. The allergy is a symptom okay. of the problem. Oh, okay. All right. And you think there are some, um, it sounds like I can drive to Sarasota. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to, 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 to something closer. You really need to determine, yeah, what's what's actually causing your alpha gal problem. And you had a, you obviously we know it comes from the Lone Star tick, and so right. you had a tick bite. You got to find out if you and and Western medicine doctors only access LabCorp and Quest, and they do not do the appropriate testing. They have no clue. LabCorp and Quest are in the dark ages when it comes to tick-borne infections. Okay, all right, and iLabs are sent off somewhere else nationwide iLADS is a, is a global society for treating Lyme. So you can contact uh, them. You can look at ifm.org. You can look at Functional Medicine Florida. We all have resources for you. Okay, great. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate it. You are so welcome. <laughs> Take care. Hope you feel better. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So it looks like we are down to the wire here. We sure are. So let me just read one quick email. My recovery is going great. Uh, what would be a good supplement to help with ligament repair? This person had actually a ligament injury. I love um, something called uh, Synovic's tendon ligament. Um, it really helps to reorganize damaged tendons. Another thing you might want to take is just some uh, collagen. Um, you know, anything from Knox gelatin on the way up to expensive collagen supplements. Um, vitamin C also helps. So uh, next week, again, back to Ask Me Anything. The following week, I will be unable to do the show, so we'll have something special in its place. And in the meantime, uh, I wish you all a very good week, healthy steppers, and um, think about throwing something in the titch jar so we can get up to that $2,300 goal. Thanks a lot, folks. Absolutely, and thank you, uh, Dr. Harvey. I'm looking forward to the Ask Me Anything show next week and already missing you from two weeks from now. And I'd like to thank Irene. She is certainly the champion of the phone call answerers around here. Couldn't do the show without her. And until next week, 10 o'clock, y'all stay healthy. Take care. You have been listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa. Coming on up is five minutes of NPR news and then get ready for the Sustainable Living Show hosted by the Cracker Jack team of Kenny Coogan and Annie Ellis. So until next Monday at 10 a.m., thank you for supporting and listening to the Healthy Steps Radio Show with Dr. Fred Harvey here on WMNF Tampa, your community conscious radio station. Stay safe, stay thoughtful, and know that you are loved.